Welcome to the Over the Hill Athlete Podcast, a podcast about health, fitness, and kicking ass in your middle ages. I'm your host, Chris Jones. Welcome to episode two of the Over the Hill Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jones. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about sleep. This is something that I kind of dove into pre-COVID when at the gym that I was working for, I am working for, um, asked if I could start teaching a 5 a.m. class two days a week. And I am not, or again, I should say I was not a good sleeper. Um, I was the type of person that I could not shut my brain off. And I would just keep on, you know, tossing and turning for at least hours after trying to lay down and go to sleep. And I would be lucky if I could, you know, fall asleep by 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. And that's laying down at like 10. Um, I was already teaching a 6 a.m. class at the time, too. So that alone was taking its toll on me getting up at, say, 5, you know, quarter after 5 in the morning to get there, to get ready and be there by 6. So I took the classes because I needed the money. So this is where I figured out that I need to do something about being able to get myself to be able to fall asleep earlier. And through this, I actually started off with what I'm going to be talking about in the third episode, which is breathing. Um, That helped out a lot, but that's a whole different episode, a lot to talk about there. So I'm going to wait till the next episode to talk about breathing. Um, So I, there was other things that I, throughout the years, have learned that has made my sleep even better. Now I'm at a point where I can fall asleep rather quickly and I definitely stay asleep a lot better and I wake up way more refreshed than I did. I, you know, I used to, even if I got, you know, six hours of sleep, I'd still wake up feeling like crap, no energy throughout the day. Um, so I'm actually, even with six hours of sleep now, doing some of these things that I'm going to talk about even helps me have more energy. So, you know, best case scenario scenario is you're looking to get about six to eight hours of sleep. All right. That's what you really should be trying to, to shoot for each night. And if you already are getting that, these tips will still help you get a better quality sleep. Um, so getting, you know, the REM sleep that you need and get it going through all the cycles of a sleep cycle that you should be going through. All right. Um, before I even talk about any of the tips though, I do want to talk about how important it really is to make sure that you are getting that six to eight hours of quality sleep. All right. So lack of sleep can do a lot of negative things for you. They can increase, uh, risks of heart disease, Kidney disease can give you high blood pressure, or have a you know something to do with with high blood pressure, and really all all this. This can be contributors to all this: diabetes, stroke, obesity, and depression. And also, it can weaken your immune system, so it would make it harder for you to fight off colds. All right. So, on the flip side, the benefits of getting good quality sleep is strengthens your immune system, can help regulate. A healthier body weight by controlling your um, sugar and uh, your sugar regulation and also cholesterol. All right, lowers could lower the risk uh, of getting high blood pressure, and also again lower the risks of uh, heart disease, kidney disease. Definitely reduces stress. I definitely noticed that 
I am in better moods now that I sleep much better. All right, so those are different, some different things. And another uh, one that I don't want to forget that I almost forgot. When you're sleeping, your body goes through a cycle of releasing hormones. And these hormones need to, should be, you know, best case scenario, released at different times during the day. And this is where sleep has a huge part of this. All right, so it helps regulate your um, the hormone release in your body. All right, so like I said, sleep has a big part to do with this. And what it is, it's you might have heard you might have heard people talk about circadian rhythm, and just you know assuming that circadian rhythm is all about sleep, but your body actually goes through quite a bit of different circadian rhythms. But the main one that people talk about when it comes to the circadian rhythm is your sleep-wake cycle. And this cycle, this is the cycle that is, you know, that very um, important to regulate your, uh, the functions throughout your day of, of, the, of your body. All right. So this sleep-wake cycle is really determined by the light. So this is gonna like the number one thing that's gonna help you get better sleep is getting more sunlight. All right. Now, the reason that the sunlight is important is because one of the major, actually the major hormone for your sleep cycle is a hormone called melatonin. And I'm sure you've all heard of melatonin and there might be some of you that are actually taking a melatonin supplement to help you sleep. I am not a doctor. I'm not. So if your doctor is telling you to do it, my personal opinion is that I would go into these, try to do these tips and then see if you are doing it, see if you can wean yourself off of melatonin. And again, obviously check with your doctor um, before you do that. The reason being is because your body should be able to produce melatonin on its own and you don't want to rely on a supplement to do it because then your body will stop doing it on its own. All right. So again, talk to your doctor. I am not a doctor. This is just something that I feel um, is, you know, a, a thing for me. This is what I would do personally. All right. So check with your doctor. Last time I'm going to say that. All right. So your mel- so your body goes off of light on how it produces melatonin. Okay. So when you wake up in the morning, if you can get sunlight, so this is going to be tip number one. If you can get sunlight within 30 to 60 minutes of you waking up, and on top of that, if you can do it within the first 45 minutes to an hour of sunrise, this is going to set the tone for the rest of the day. So your body's going to see that sunlight and it's going to slow down the um, production of the melatonin because you don't want to have a lot of melatonin during the day at all. Actually, you don't want, you know, you want as little as possible melatonin in the day. So sunlight is going to trigger your body, which actually it's, um, the, 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 the pineal gland is where this gets secreted from a lot of stuff with the pineal gland too. Also known as a third eye. You might've heard that before. Um, so sunlight first thing in the morning will tell your body that it, it's sunlight. I want to be awake. Um, you do not have to produce melatonin anymore. The more sunlight you can get throughout the day, the more your body will be able to suppress the melatonin. All right. So again, 
30 to 60 minutes from when you first woke up. And if you can, even best case scenario would be within the, within the first 45 minutes to an hour of the sunrise. Not saying that wait 45 minutes. If you, if you're awake and you know, and if the sun, sun is coming out when you're, when you're waking up and you're up, go outside. Again, and does it mean that you need to wait 30 minutes to 60 minutes to get the sunlight? It's just, if you can do it within that, it's going to be better. But if you can get it right when you wake up, that's fantastic. Do it then, okay? Um, so 30 to 60 minutes as you um, after you wake up, if you can get it first thing in the morning, that's great, all right? We want as much sunlight as we can throughout the day. One thing I'm sorry, I forgot about. When you go outside for this sunlight, you do not want to be wearing sunglasses. You want to be outside, not looking through a window. Okay, if you wear if you wear like regular glasses for reading and seeing, those are fine. But you want try to get sunlight without. Well, don't get it without sunglasses, and also don't even wear any sort of brimmed hat. Do not look directly in the sun, but also do not be in the shade either. All right, you do not have to do this for very long. If it's very sunny out five to 10 minutes tops. If it's cloudy out, then you kind of want to push more for 20 minutes to 30 minutes, all right? But you really want it to be direct sunlight. So even driving in a car doesn't really count because of the fact that you're surrounded by windows. If you have a convertible, completely different story, that will pass. Just make sure you're not wearing a hat and you are not wearing sunglasses, all right? So um, next thing that I want to talk about now. So you have the sunlight during the day. Now, when it comes to getting darker out, that is when your body will then be like, oh, okay, it's getting dark out now. Now I do want to start producing melatonin. So that way when it's time for bed, the uh, melatonin levels will be high, make me tired and make me go to sleep. So a thing that can trigger this earliest as possible is how I talked about that sunrise. Well, this also works the other way to produce melatonin at sunset. So if you can get outside again within, you know, say 45 minutes to an hour of sunset, like when the sun's about to come down, kind of like that golden hour. You might have heard that before, like where it's really good for photography, that golden hour. So that would be the first thing to do. The second thing is you want to try to avoid any artificial light, especially overhead or at least limit it. Okay, so you don't want to have uh, bright lights, especially overhead, all right? Because again, sun's overhead, bright lights overhead, makes your brain think that the sun's still out, all right? So you, do, you want to keep it limited. Not saying that you shouldn't have any lights on at all, but you don't want them bright and try to keep them like lamps, you know, on a table would be better. Putting them on the floor would even be best. Different types of colored lights would be beneficial also. So if I believe correctly that they say red light is a really good, and you don't have to buy like, they, they sell like these like really expensive like lights to help you sleep at night, like these red lights. Um, from what I heard from different uh, doctors and stuff about the, po the podcast I listen to, they're like, just go to Costco and get some red lights. They, that's what they use and they work just fine. You don't need to spend a lot of money on these expensive lights, okay? So you got the, you know, not any bright lights at night, minimal bright, bright light. Try to avoid the overhead lights. I know it's gonna be hard for a lot of people, especially at night when they're cooking, it's dark out because the kitchen lights are usually above, but best you can. All right, and then the, oh, and then the other thing 
would be some, some other tips. So I gave you a few already. So the next one that we're going to be doing is talking about napping. All right. So kind of jumped into, got off of the light subject. Now we're going to be into some other things, but the light's the most important. Enough light during the day, not a lot of night, at no, not, a, not a lot of light at night. Sorry, I need to slow down. Um, another thing is limiting your n- daytime naps to no more than nine minutes if you take them. If you don't take them, that's fine. You don't have to take naps. Um, they can be a little beneficial as you age to get about a 15 minute power nap in. I know that I feel a lot better when I do that. And then something else that I just found out the other day, um, saw an Instagram post again from one of the, the doctors that I follow their podcast was saying that if you are the type of person that does take a nap during the day or kind of just gets like tired for, for a second and then gets like a, that, that, that second wind or, you know, after that, when you hit that, that tiredness, that six to eight hours from that time is probably when you should go to bed. So somewhere, you know, somewhere in that six to eight hour range after you kind of feel that crash, okay? But again, this is not a crash from like a drinking caffeine and crash. This is like if you just kind of feel like you need to take a nap type of thing or if you do take a nap. Um, so again, six, eight hours from, for me, it's actually pretty interesting because that's like almost like spot on at like seven and a half hours for me or like seven hours for me because I typically, if I am going to nap, I typically do it at like three ish somewhere around there and I typically fall asleep around 10 o'clock so that's pretty dialed on for me and I didn't even know about that you know I was already taking those naps at three and falling asleep at 10 on my own it was just I found that interesting that I saw that all right so um no naps or no no naps longer than 90 minutes another thing that you could do and it's all going to depend depend on the time of year. You know, if it's hot in the summertime, it's going to be hard to crank up your air conditioning all night. But if you can, the optimal sleeping temperature is 64 degrees. And I know that sounds cold, but what you do is you use a couple blankets. And then while you're sleeping, without even really waking up, your body will find a way to cool itself down by either pulling a blanket off or another thing it will do is stick one of your feet out or a hand out. And that will actually help cool your body temperature back down if you start getting too warm from having those blankets on top of you. So 64 degrees temp in the room, if possible. This is another thing that they sell pretty, probably pretty expensive things for, or like cooling mats and cooling blankets just for this, just for sleeping. So that's something you wanna look into. They are out there. Feel free, knock yourself out to take a look at them. They are probably pretty expensive though. Another way you can help with cooling your core temperature is taking a cold, or sorry, taking a hot shower, not a cold shower. So the opposite of the cold shower, the cold shower is talking about in the morning, take a cold shower in the morning that will help increase in your core temperature to give you energy. The opposite at night, take a hot shower, not a warm shower, a hot shower, obviously not hot enough to burn yourself, but a hot shower, and that will help cool your inner core. So again, remember, if your skin is, if your skin temperature is hot, your core temperature will cool down to try to cool everything down and vice versa when you take the cold shower. If your skin temperature is cold, your core temperature will rise to try to warm your body up. So they they work opposites of each other. All right, so 
take a hot shower before you go to bed to help lower that core temperature. Another thing, avoid caffeine. I mean, this is kind of obvious. Avoid caffeine eight to 10 hours before bedtime. And I definitely was someone that used to do um, caffeine be like well, um, not giving, sorry, not giving myself eight to 10 hours. And I definitely noticed a difference. I would toss and turn a little bit at night. Here's one, this is, this is coming from my own personal experience. This was not in any of the things that I've ever read or podcasts that I ever listened to is exercise. I personally cannot exercise like after four o'clock, probably latest five is pushing it. But if I work out at night, six, seven, eight o'clock, I am wired and I cannot fall asleep. Even if I did that today, I would probably be up to like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, depending on how late I worked out. When I was teaching jujitsu, um, night classes didn't even start till 8 o'clock. And it got to a point where I actually could only just teach and couldn't even train because if I trained, it would get my... Um, you know, it would, it's basically like a workout. It's like a cardio workout and I would be up all night. So for everyone that used to train with me, never really talked about that, but that's kind of one of the bigger reasons why I never trained at night anymore when we had to switch classes to eight o'clock. I'm um, even seven o'clock when they're at seven. I just, I just can't do it. I'd be up all night and then I'd have to wake up early the next day and I just couldn't do it. All right. So if that's, if you're someone that works out at night, that is something that you might want to kind of take a look at and see that if maybe one day or a day that you don't work out, because if you're, you know, unless you're working out every day, but a day that is, you know, a day off a recovery day, see if you can fall asleep quicker that night and sleep better than on the days that you work out. If again, if you're working out late and then if that is the case, you may want to try to start working out early in the morning because that would probably be even more beneficial for you if you can get the time because exercise is really giving you energy. So if you exercise in the morning, you'll have even more energy throughout the day. So again, just something to think about um, that I just kind of threw in there. So you have the sunlight in the morning and try to get some, you know, as much as you can throughout the day. Sunlight again to start the process of your body producing more melatonin in that golden hour. So like the last 45 minutes right as uh, before the sun goes all the way down you have uh, limit your daytime napping to 90 minutes you have room temperature at 64 degrees take a hot shower right before you go to bed avoid caffeine 8 to 10 hours before bedtime and then my personal one is um, see if maybe working out and exercising you know after say six o'clock may also do it for you all right so there you have it that is the tips that I have for you to get sleep. Again, even if you sleep well, doing these things will even give you uh, a more quality sleep. So just because, like, I know people that get six, eight hours and still feel like crap the next day. So you're probably not getting quality sleep. All right, so, and remember, think about the things, the negative things about this before you, you know, say, oh, I'm not worried about it. Do them. I promise they will make a difference. They have for me and a lot of other people that I have talked to this about at the gym that I work at that have trouble sleeping. They started doing some of these things and they told me that they have noticed a big difference. So take your sleep seriously. It is very important, um, even just for energy. Again, this is all about longevity. So get your damn sleep. And then the next episode, I am going to be talking about breathing, which was the first thing that I did to help me get better sleep. Follow me on social media, Instagram, especially at Over the Hill Athlete. 
and I'm going to start doing some more with my YouTube channel. Still, again, it's just skateboard shorts, but they're pretty cool. So you can go check them out at youtube.com uh, over uh, backslash over the hill athlete. Thanks. Have a great day.